Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3 is the evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Why It Matters. Today we ask the question, is going viral a waste of time? You've heard of this push to constantly become the talk of the town, chasing that it moment. There's an undeniable appeal, there's no doubt about it, to become an overnight superstar, especially for smaller business who see it as a bit of a ticket to success. But amidst droves of brands capitalizing on droves of trends, a viral trend's really your best chance at staying afloat in this saturated market. Let's find out a little bit more. Uh, on the line with me is Straf Lim, who is the co-founder of Styria. Good afternoon. How are you? Hello, good afternoon. I'm great. How about you? Very good, sir. Thank you so much for taking the time. We're going to talk a little bit about your company's marketing and advertising strategies. We've seen your company name. I mean, it appears a lot even on social media. Sometimes it's suggested to you. Tell us a bit about uh, Styria. It's, uh, it changes people's lives at home through things like convenience, health and comfort. What else can you tell us? Uh, yeah, I guess you see a lot of our advertisement online. Uh, yeah. So actually, we started this brand because uh, we see an opportunity in the luxury and accessibility in the wellness market to bring luxurious wellness products within the reach of everyone. And even though we are like a two-year brand, we actually started about nine years ago together with my co-founder, Chris. Uh, we will try to sell uh, many different things in Singapore. Like we try to be the online version of Watson back then when online was just starting, mm. uh, but then we didn't uh, really work out well because uh, we don't really know much about business and also selling the product. So, but then after that, we pivot to selling t-shirts and other physical products online globally. And then we use all the skill sets that we learned to build Sarah into eight figures uh, in just two years. Yeah. Yeah, I got to hand it to you guys. Eight figures in just two years. You're selling things like massage chairs, mattresses. How did you decide which vertical was the best one to venture onto? Yeah, even though it's only two years, you have actually like nine years of experience. So uh, it was not actually two years if you look back, right? So we are just selling air purifiers, water purifiers, massage chair. Mm. It's more like when we see online that there's not much transparency in the e-commerce space in terms of uh, trying to sell these products online. And then um, big brands were selling them for a, a higher price, a way higher price than most people could uh, afford to try them. So we, were, we just saw this gap and then... Um, also, there was not many in terms of uh, advertisement, interesting ones selling this product. Yeah. So we thought we could use these skills and knowledge that we have learned over the years and try to you know, bring it to Singapore. Yeah, yeah certainly. Certainly two years of success, but you're talking about many years of foundation that comes with that. Um, yeah, now, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand a bit about your success here. I mean, what I notice is the ability to sort of create these great quality, trendy, of course. The ads tend to connect with the audience. You know, you're, it, it's like you're trying to make the audience feel understood and valued. But how did you decide? to? How did you manage to do that? How do you do that? Um, I think at first is to uh, understand our audience well, uh, especially in Singapore. It's a bit different from the global audience as well. And how we can, everyone can easily do that is actually through influencer marketing. So uh, we can learn a lot about their audiences and they know better than us in terms of what people want in terms of content and education. So for us, right, we always try to uh, bring entertainment and education in our ads, not just trying to sell the product so that people actually watch and consume them. And then also... um, these ad platforms really like these kind of experiences for their yeah. users as well. So they reward us with uh, cheaper placement and uh, more reach in terms of getting more people to see our ad. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's obviously that use of humor, especially with the kind of questions that are being asked. I suppose it's safe to say everyone, you're able to get everyone's attention when you have a bit of humor involved. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, humor is a great way to bring people closer together and also to watch the ad and then also sharing them as well to their family and friends. Yeah, mm. definitely. So I want to talk a little bit about creating the right ads. If you don't mind me asking, how much yeah. have you spent so far, just roughly when it comes to advertorial versus the business? Right. Um, I think we are spending eight figures in terms of the ads that wow. are so far. So, okay. uh, but then they will bring in uh, revenue for us. So we are constantly reinvesting uh, what we have so the revenue back into ads uh, to reach more people and then hopefully more people can get to enjoy our product and services. Okay, yeah. okay. So this is an article by Forces and it stated that 89% of consumers now rely on reviews and recommendations that they see online and that is key to getting clicks on exposure. I mean, so for you guys, you know, bearing in mind what I just mentioned, how have Sarah taken advantage of such behavior? So how to say it's sort of user-generated content in that sense? Uh, yeah, so how, what, how we do is actually we just try to create content that is more native to the platform so that it doesn't really see as ads. Uh, at the get-go, and then naturally just entertaining and educating while selling the product at the same time. So it's not really very kind of pushy kind of ads, I would say. Okay. Yeah. So it's a bit like creating a conversation, but that's what's got my curiosity, right? So you guys yeah. tend to, to approach it as creating a conversation, asking, yes, a bit of humor and the right kind of question. Yet on one hand, some marketers will say that if you want to stand out, you've got to be a bit eccentric. Yet on another hand, you have this whole idea that you've got to be fixated on that it moment, jump on that trend. So how do you find that balance when it comes to making such a decision? There's so many ideas. Yeah, that's definitely, that's a lot of ideas. So we do test a lot of different ideas as well. And then uh, we see what performs. So besides the artistic aspect of marketing, right, knowing what people want, what people care about, and what is trendy out there, we also look at the science part, which is looking at the data and ah. the budget, and then where to allocate the budget efficiently so that we don't, run over shopping management in terms of like having too high cost for the wrong ads and mm. things like that. Mm. Yeah, so it's like careful distribution of our budget to areas with the highest potential. So we look at data very closely in all our ads, uh, try to improve that over time as well. I like that sort of thinking and a lot of people tend to come and say, you know, data is the one that helps you to, how should I say, use your ad budget efficiently. Although, how do you approach, I mean, as a co-founder, how do you approach a situation where perhaps one of your staff members or one of your colleagues are asking you, why don't you be bold and take a risk on this ad? How do you come to that decision? It must be quite difficult. Yeah, it's definitely difficult. Uh, so maybe we'll have a deep discussion and probably we'll do a small budget test uh, to see how audience responds. Uh, okay. Before, uh, yeah, definitely depends on the budget as well. So for example, if the ad has a very high budget, but then there's a low probability of working based on past experience, maybe we will just skip that for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless we have proven track record, maybe other brands doing similar things that, have, that are doing very well, maybe we'll consider it further in that sense, yeah. And it seems right now you kind of, you've got a bit of a groove as a, a particular formula that you guys are working with. How often do you recheck this formula that the company is employing? How often do you start talking about perhaps a different marketing strategy? Is this something that's constantly discussed? Yeah, uh, actually we do discuss this very uh, frequently. Oh, okay. Um, maybe even every month because of how we, we want to do our marketing. So we are always assessing our ad performance and see how they do and uh, also depend on the market trends, right? So mm. things will change and then we have to adapt as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, quite, we also try to keep an open mindset and a lean team to quickly adapt uh, to changes in the marketplace. 
especially for online marketing. I think uh, mm. usually they, are, they change us quite fast in terms of what's working and what's not and things like that. Yeah. yeah, I like the way you describe it, right? And it does take a bit of time as well to observe that trend and, and read the data. Um, so, Strive, one of my questions then would be, how does a company know that they've done the right marketing strategy? Because you've got to wait a while to take a look at the data, to read the data and trend. Yeah, definitely. But because of how efficient in terms of tracking the many ad platforms are nowadays, we usually can get the data pretty fast with our budget to, you know, within one week. Wow. For example, we will know whether the ad could be performing and then we'll look at maybe the hook rate, the whole rate mm. and things like that for a video to know like how far on average a consumer is watching the video and then look at where is the problem in the video and try to improve it over time. Yeah. And, and that's quite key, right? It's You can't walk into a company meeting now, and I guess this is for a lot of marketing organizations, you can't walk in and say, okay, you've got X amount of downloads or X amount of hits. It's about retention rate these days. Yeah, uh, especially for videos, uh, yeah. definitely about retention rate. But we also look closely at other things like cost of acquisition so okay. that we make sure uh, we stay in terms of profitability, uh, mm, profitable, mm, mm. so that we can always expand, you know, get more stocks and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Some, that the money like that you spend on advertising worth it to begin with? Is it converting? I like that. Just a final question, and I guess you as uh, a lot of people be looking at you as a bit of a master in this area. What tips do you have to startups who are looking to advertise themselves? Definitely look into um, other brands that are doing well and then see what they are doing in terms of the, the ads and then try to follow similar patterns in terms of how the ads are produced, and then investing a little bit in terms of the creativity of the ads, maybe the videos, making the videos, and then test maybe 10 to 20 videos at the start to see what resonates with your audience in terms of your product and brand, and then uh, work from there. Yeah, mm, It is a process, and I do appreciate you giving that advice. I've been speaking with Strife Lim, who is the co-founder of Stira. Thank you very much for your time today. Take care and have a great Monday evening. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.